The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. Hello, guys. Welcome back to the Cowboys break. Sorry to scare you, Nick, there. I was like, Eric, are you ready? <laughs> we are ready. He's not hosting. I am. Forget. It's going to be a lot of fun. Derek is having fun on his phone over there. Dave looks ready to go with his scouting report for the L.A. Rams offense, which we'll get into later in the show. I wanted to start right off the bat with the guys that were not at practice, did not do anything. And the question marks are still around Xavier Sofilo, Cole Beasley, Blake Jarwin, and Tavon Austin. What do you guys know about these four guys? It's a great so question. far. It's a great question. No Amber. question marks about David Irving. No. No. <laughs> the list is growing. Was he out there? No. If not, then no. yeah, no question no. marks. Not today. Yesterday he was kinda. Mm, okay. Out there. Okay, go ahead. The list has grown a little bit. Um, Cole Beasley, Noah Brown, Blake Jarwin, Malik Collins all missed practice. David Irving. Oh, Malik. Noah Brown? Uh, Xavier Suofilo was out there. I wonder how much he's going to participate, though. None of these Wait, are... what happened to Malik? He dinged his ankle. Uh, all of these, well, the only one I don't know the answer to is Noah Brown. Every, I mean, uh, Cole dinged his ankle. Um, Suofilo, obviously, with the ankle. Malik with the ankle. Jarwin. All, all ankles. A lot of ankles what here. Is so Jarwin, did Jarwin get hurt in the game? Yes. Yeah. Very Sizable. near the end. It was, you know what? You can blame um, Courtney. Yeah. She, you want to tell everybody who Courtney is? Yeah. <laughs> she's in the Cowboys. Uh, One of our social media. Social media. media. Um, and she's down the field, and I think, like, she was trying to move out of the way, and Jarwin caught a pass, and he had to, like, you know, kind of, his foot kind of rolled. He was trying to get out of the way. To not so he was over. trying to avoid hitting her, and that's how I, he rolled his ankle? I think so. It happened on the sideline. I'm not blaming her. That's a pretty kidding. strong accusation. <laughs> that is a pretty strong accusation. <laughs> no, it ha- what is that? Uh, anyways, happened on the uh, sideline. But he played most of the game. I mean, he, yeah. He, but then again, I'm tired of doing that because I've, I've done that before. He he finished the game. He'll be fine yeah. in seven days. That doesn't always happen. Out of True. these, who who's still the most concerning one as far as the, the injury itself? So Philo, until you get him back, I would think it's still a concern that he can he come back, you know, I would yeah. think. Yeah. I uh, well for I mean Malik Collins kinda need him. You do against one of the best running backs in football. Uh so that's something to watch. Again, you know, it's it's Wednesday in Cowboys world, so it's early. But that's definitely something to watch. He I'll was say, not out there. I'll say this about Malik. He, um, it was a game earlier this year that Zach Martin left and had to come back and play, but but Collins did it as well. Um, was it Philadelphia maybe? It seemed like it was one of those road games where the guy had to leave and he came back and, and finished the game. Collins has done that too. He has shown the ability to play with injury, so I feel okay that he, he will come back. Beasley's kind of concerning too because he didn't look 100% running around those and routes. And yeah. his is a reoccurring one yeah. too. Yeah. And you've got Hearns definitely out. So they're already they're already down receivers. Which did they signed. Noah Brown is now part of the active roster. Alan Hearns is on injured reserve. And they. Say that again. Who's a part I'm, of the active roster? I, I said Noah Brown, didn't yeah, I? Yeah. I'm sorry. I meant Lance Lenore. Lance, okay, Lenore. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Lance Lenore is on the active roster. Um, they signed a kid. I already forgot his name. They signed a receiver to the practice squad in addition. Um, something Bradley. 
<laughs> Michael Michael Bradley, he's a soccer player. I mean, the good thing there is that you still got Cooper, you still got Gallup. Like those are your two, Main ones. I think, most important wide receivers. Well, not even but, close. Brandon Riley, I'm sorry, he's on the practice squad now. But but the part you have to remember is that those guys aren't necessarily the guys you use in the slot. So you really are counting on Beasley, Tavon to be the guys that can can do that for you. And 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 even Hearns. Hearns was a guy that you could, you could play in the yeah. slot as well. So Lance. Lance. I know Nick we'll doesn't want to hear that. I mean, we'll see. Lance. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Maybe. I, that's low-key, low-key a pretty big deal. I mean, Beasley, yeah. you know, he, he finished the game. But to Nick's point, especially with what you got to do as a slot receiver, bum ankle is not a great injury for that guy. So He makes his money off the okay fact that he's Lance. quick and he can get in and out of breaks quickly. It's hard to do that when your ankle's not right. Has Lance scored a touchdown this year? Not in the regular season. Preseason. Where? Um, L.A.? San Francisco. Oh, San Francisco. Where did, oh, he play yeah, yeah. Oh. Where did he play his best ball? Really nice catch, too. Training yeah. camp. Yeah. California. I mean, it's the West Coast. <laughs> likes the California. Cali. Yeah. Yes. Cali. If That's Beasley... the crazy thing, though. Like we talked about yesterday, some of those guys that are good at practice and it just kind of doesn't reflect into the season, the regular season, he's one of those guys who has been really good with Dak during yeah. the offseason and just doesn't really translate. If Beasley can't go, Lance Lenore's got the next best – skill set for what you want him to do probably slot guy yeah all right well Derek's face kind of says a lot right there but <laughs> I'm not gonna say it can't should have let's done just, a close-up on let's you just, let's go let's all go. right it's week 19 well a lot of talks LL going back to Cali here we go a lot of talks about Dak Prescott and this has been an ongoing theme um for him this year questions surrounding him and I just wanted to bring up the this whole comment that Troy Aikman had on the ticket saying in regards to Dak he said he texted Dak uh, saying first postseason win of many and then he went on to saying that he really believes that Dak is going to be the Cowboys quarterback for a long time and he's going to find himself winning a lot of football games in January going forward so I wanted to get your thoughts and reactions to what this type of comment means coming from someone like you say in January? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, wow. My eyebrows perked up when Did I it? read that. Yes. Absolutely. It's good. When I read it shocked that. shocked me, though. I mean, I, I kind of – sometimes I take those things already kind of as – two in January this year. Yeah. January 2nd. I kind of – I kind of take those things as Giants that's just game. what – Giants game was December 30th. Dang it. Sorry. You not to get it right. Burst your bubble. No, yeah, that's right. No, I, I was thinking. I kind of take those things as that's what you say as the Cowboys' former quarterback. I would expect Roger would say the same thing it, again, yeah. especially as long as it, once you see the writing on the wall that this is a quarterback, whether he's great or good, doesn't matter. If he's in that range, then you kind of give him that pat on the back that okay, the mantle is now yours, young man. Go do with it what you. I mean, we heard the same thing once Romo kind of got into that that area where then they started being like, okay, Romo, this is your thing. We think you're going to be good. Go be great, right? So I just that doesn't surprise me. It I doesn't surprise me at all. I disagree because I think of two different things. One, all the respect in the world for for Roger Staubach, but I mean, like he's he's. I think of him as like the. F- fatherly figure of these current Cowboys players yeah he's he's not in the media he's retired he's he's so far removed. he's making money he's yeah, printing money he's printing money yeah good for him yeah he's but he's so far removed that he's like I don't really have a stake in this other than I want the Cowboys to do well and I support I mean he was very supportive of Romo yeah. obviously he's going to be supportive of Dak 
And then there's Michael Irvin, another guy who's like, he's just, he's the team cheerleader. He's on. Like, he's just, he's cowboy. He's the team cheerleader. And that's good, too. And I like it. Troy Aikman is somewhere in the middle. Like he obviously has a he's has a stake in the Cowboys. He's invested in their success. He's also a prominent member of the media. And if you've ever listened to him, I think he takes his impartiality and his objectivity and be and doing his homework seriously. So I think that means more coming from him because I don't think he would more just than say it, it would from some of those other guys. Yeah, but I but I do think that he still is at it, at the core. And again, this was on local radio, I think, here yeah. in Dallas, right? Yes. I think he still does, though, you know, he he has I think he still has a vested interest in this team doing well. And I think he sees the writing on the wall that this is a good quarterback who knows if he'll be great, but he's a good quarterback. And so But that's kind of my point is saying that he's gonna win many games in January means he's going to be great. You don't win a lot of playoff games if you're not great. And so for Troy to say, I mean do you call uh, what's do that? Call, do you call the guy that came right before Troy Great? He won a whole bunch in January. What? Danny White. Uh, oh, I thought you meant Tony this, Romo. In, no, I like, no, no. Two. I said before Troy Aikman. I'm saying in, in this franchise, winning in January doesn't always mean great. It means you're pretty good. If you're not winning in late January, early February, that's when you become great in this franchise as a quarterback. Right, you're splitting hairs. You want to chime in, Nick? Many wins <laughs> no. in January. No, I don't want, definitely don't want to go down the Danny White debate. Danny White wasn't great. Danny White was exactly that's was exactly good. right. That's but exactly it's right. a different era now. I mean, Danny White was hand you know handed over a pretty good football team with no salary cap and just go win. Right. That that he didn't elevate the franchise. So I, I don't ever say that he was better than Romo ever. Um, I, I agree with Dave. You know, and and I, I was going to kind of mention that part about the Aikman where he falls in the mm-hmm. Staubach and Michael Irvin and and you know Dion and Emmett and where everybody just goes in different spots. Irvin's on a different stratosphere, but <laughs> but I agree. I mean, when Aikman says that, you know, Aikman knows he's going to be the quarterback for the future here. Yeah. And, and when you're doing that, you're going to win some games. What's many? I don't I don't know, but I mean, you can win. He can win. Two more, I guess, in January this year. I mean, I'll say this. if You know what? It would have raised my eyebrows if you just said something like, I think this guy's got what it takes to win a Super Bowl. Now, that raises my eyebrows. I'm like, okay. But when you say he's going to win many games in January, I don't know what that really means. Well, like, just remember. But still, it, it, just hearing it from Aikman, just, it's like some type of okay. reassurance in your, like, We're, it makes you feel a tiny bit better. Does it? A tiny bit. Okay. But just remember where we are on not everyone is even convinced right now that he is the quarterback of the future. So who wouldn't be convinced at this point? Check your mentions. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. I'm, I'm talking Can't about who take would, some calls. I no, mean, no, I'm saying who wouldn't be convinced because Jerry's basically said as much. So it doesn't matter. No, 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 not. We're not talking about like the reality of the situation. We're talking about it in people's minds. Yeah. So I'm I just saying that, that there's a lot of people not convinced that press should, Dak be. Prescott should be the quarterback of this team. And Troy Aikman, the guy that has won more Super Bowls than any other quarterback in franchise history, is saying that he believes not only will he be the quarterback for a long time, but he's going to be successful in winning games in the playoffs. I think that's something to be said for that. Also, which we're this is semantics and I don't care, but we should have that a headline on our on our website if we're talking this much. <laughs> no, right. If you're going to win many games in January, you can only play three in January at a given time. So if you're winning many, that's 
Over years, though. Okay, even still. In that first round. If you're winning, if you've got more than like five career wins in January, it means you've probably played in a couple NFC title games and a Super Bowl or two. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Aaron Rodgers me, only, I, I get, Aaron Rodgers only has kinda, nine playoff wins. Honestly, honestly, I think we're just kind of like, I'm not saying that, that it's not relevant that he says it. My whole point is just, it didn't shock me. Like, to this me, it's is just hilarious like, because okay, you're great, usually the, the optimist one. No, I'm saying over but, here. But, no, I think y'all misunderstand. I'm not saying that, that I'm just saying it doesn't shock me that he says that and I don't necessarily get any solace out of him saying it because again I would expect that what I've seen so far I would expect that Dak Prescott's going to be the number one the quarterback here for a long time and number two that he's going to have some success in January how much success that's the golden question because if he's winning wild card weekend you know five times four times in his career but never gets beyond that that's going to be a failure in this franchise so you know, it, I I thought it was a firm statement when he didn't need to say something that firm. Failure. That's all. I, That's it. A failure? Yeah. No, I, mean, I, I think in this franchise he will be, that will be looked at like Tony Romo. Yeah. People look at him as a really good quarterback, but you talk to fans and fans still think that when it comes down to it, he never won enough for them to put him in the category of being a great quarterback here, right? Yeah. I guess the word failure is a little strong. I mean, because to me, a guy that just kind of wins in the NFC, I mean, wins the wild card, maybe divisional round. Not divisional, because I mean, we still haven't, we still haven't even. Right. Well, I mean, I'm basically what I'm trying to say is that, like, you know, is Phillip Rivers a Hall of Fame quarterback? I mean, I don't know. I mean, he, that's kind of what his whole career That's a tough thing been. to do. Yeah, but it's a tough now, thing to do. When I you're... get the Chargers and the yeah. Cowboys are on way different levels on, on expectations. Yeah. Maybe they shouldn't be, but, you know, but the thing is, is expectations that. about. What's happened so far, right? Yeah, but but fans, are, their expectations are based off of what they remember growing right. up, and and that's not the reality that that it is right now. I mean, you know, whether the Cowboys have three playoff wins in nine years, I don't even know where that would rank in in, the, in all the teams. I would say maybe in the middle, probably in the middle. I would guess. You know, that's middle, not great because you got some teams that are going to get three in January. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. New England gets three a year sometimes. Yeah, so it's. Probably mid to like I would put it probably in the low twenties. Oh, low twenties. Like I was some, gonna say, like about eighteen, nineteen, somewhere between seventeen and twenty-two. I yeah. bet. I, I mean, would guess. in the last ten years, yeah. How many playoff wins? I mean, just off the top, I mean, like New England comes to mind. Because Seattle got to, comes. Any, to anybody mind. Anybody that makes the playoffs is, gonna, is getting three. Yeah. I mean, I mean, makes the Super Bowl. That, that's three. they got three just in yeah. that year. They made or, the Super Bowl. Yeah. Two. Yeah. Two. Yeah, at least two. All oh, right, well. let's go ahead and take our first break. When we come back, we'll get into the whole. Rams offense and also if you wanna hear some answers to whatever questions you may have hit us on Twitter at Cowboys Break. If you're like me and you love I mean if you have a thing then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for ten dollars a month for three months. Visit DirectTVNow.com. DirecTV now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code Real Deal. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, renews monthly at full price. Currently minimum forty dollars unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel anytime. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. You want the most interesting, up to the minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on command? That's right. News and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa. 
You can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say, Alexa, open Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. While a player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Back to the break. <laughs> we are back, man. The breaks are horrible around here. Our breaks, yeah. we have some fun conversations. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to talk about that. I want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. You really want to talk about that? No, I don't. I don't. (laughs) All right, go ahead. Number two. Okay, (laughs) getting back into... Brett Maher. Yeah, we're going to talk about him. Yeah, go. (laughs) All right, LA Rams. The Cowboys are facing them this weekend. That team right there finished the season. 13-3, first in the NFC West. They are coming off a bye week. And now the Cowboys have to face them True. at their home, yeah. which is Cowboys semi home as well. <laughs> yeah, wow. I'll allow okay. it. What? Yeah. It is. It is. My home. Yeah. Cowboys yeah, nation going to show home. out. Yeah. All right. All right. So yeah, now we're going to. We'll see. Let's figure out what they got on the offense and how the Cowboys can possibly attack them. I just think it's a this is a fun. This is going to be a fun little experiment between. Riding the wave and just being good because I think you know the Rams are objectively one of the two or three best teams in the league. They finished thirteen and three, but they went two and two over the final month of the season. Mm-hmm. So and they got a week off. You know, like it reminds me of twenty sixteen with the Cowboys. Like oh, we don't have any momentum, all that stuff. Uh, that Wade, huh? Was that Wade? No, that wasn't did? Wade. Okay, yeah, I thought it was Wade. Wade. It sounded like Wade. Uh, he will. Be he there. will. Surprise. But, uh, but I mean, you know, how's that? You know, the Cowboys have been playing playoff games basically for six weeks. You've heard all those cliches. So who's going to be hotter? And I, I'm curious because this is a really, really, really good offense. Um, but they're not they're not doing anything recently that scares the bejesus out of me. Right now. They're not. Well, they're, they're not. They, they went two and two. They had two really ugly losses to Philly and Chicago. They bounced back with two big wins against Arizona and San Francisco, who are among the worst teams in the league. I was about to say, let's no. look at those teams. Yeah. Uh, Todd Gurley hasn't played since December 16th. 
Um, his factor. knee was an issue. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, Sean McVay expects him to play, but, like, that's it's certainly something you got to think about. They asked Jason Garrett about that in the press conference today is, you know, he hasn't played in a month. Does that matter? Garrett wrote it off, but I think it probably does, maybe a little bit. Um, so, I mean, gosh, the Rams have been the story of the season. They're second in the league in offense. Uh, they're fifth in passing yards. They're third in rushing yards. They're second in scoring. You name it, they do it. Uh, Gurley is probably going to win Offensive Player of the Year, if I had to guess. He's got, what, 21 touchdowns um, total, 17 rushing. Um, There's a guy in Kansas City that might say, whoa, whoa. That's true. Well, that's, well <laughs> 50. how's he going to do that? Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa. He, might, he might win MVP. He might, He's but, so, yes, but I, I agree. No, you're, you're right. That you're right. Breeze might get the sympathy vote there. We will see. He it, hasn't deserved it either. Yeah. It really annoys me that we won't know until February 5th, but yeah. it's a different conversation. Um, so, yeah, obviously, this offense is awesome. Sean McVay gets all the credit in the world. Uh, everything flows through Todd Gurley, in my opinion. This team leads the league in play-action percentage. They play fake on 35% of their snaps. Uh, I think that's a big part of why Jared Goff has been so much better since Sean McVay took over. Uh, You know, big on misdirection and buying him time, giving him a clean pocket, giving him, you know, I don't want to take anything away from him. He's the first overall pick in the draft, but giving him easy reads to make, which um, I think is big and very something that's easy to do when you have a threat like Todd Gurley in the backfield with you. Uh, So that's the big thing for me is, can the Cowboys stop the run, which they are very good at, their fifth and run defense, but also can they be disciplined and avoid getting sucked up by these play fakes? Because the Rams are going to do all that. T- I mean, they do all the stuff that I love to see that I want Tavon Austin to do. Like they fake the jet sweep. They give it to their receivers. They do some type of action on almost every snap. But then in addition to that, they'll just misdirect the whole play. Like they'll send the line left and the quarterback right or vice versa. They do a lot of the bootleg and naked stuff that Dak Prescott's good at. Um, I just, there's some element of, of play faking on almost everything they do. And that's the big thing for me is being disciplined. Um, I do think, I think they've taken a step back since Cooper cup got hurt. He missed the first eight weeks of the season. He is, He's a white wide receiver, so I feel like people miss. I seriously, I feel like people miscast him. It's like, oh, he's a white receiver. Like, oh, he's like their Cole Beasley. No, he's not. He's well, he can run. He can play inside. He can play outside. He's big. He he reminds me, and this is high praise, but he reminds me of Michael Thomas. Like that's that's who he is. In my like, he was his, a big loss for them. His catch radius is similar. His he can line up inside and outside like that. Like he's not Cole Beasley. He's nothing like that. And I think. It's been bad for them since he's been gone because he's so versatile and he opens things up. Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks, I'm, I feel stupid saying this. They both have 80 catches and 1,100 yards, uh, 12 total touchdowns. Like They're definitely dangerous. Cooks is really, really fast. Woods has had a career renaissance since he got to the Rams from Buffalo. But like, I don't know, like famous last words, Like these guys don't frighten me the way that other receivers the Cowboys really? played against. Not, not in my opinion. I think like the thing that frightens you is that Sean McVay's he's good at scheming things open. He's good at play design and, and Todd Gurley makes you have to respect that to the point where they get favorable looks. But like, you know, Mike Evans is better than them. Odell Beckham is better than them. Mike Thomas is, but you know, like it's, he's, he's not a Julio Jones that can do this stuff on his own. In my opinion, he kind of reminds me of a guy like Isaac Bruce, uh, 
from back. Well, that's in the day. He's, that's re- high praise. Yeah, but the reason why but the reason why I say that is because he was one of those guys that I don't think at any point in his career you were like, oh my god, he's one of the top three wide receivers in the league. But he's a guy that in any given game can go off on you. And I mean, even on his team, a lot of for a lot of years, Torrey Holt was considered to be the better of the two. Oh. Isaac Bruce to me was a very very quality wide, and I think that's the same thing right. I think about Woods. But n- nobody ever says Isaac Bruce or Holt or Warner. But it was the combination of all of them with with Marshall Falk, you know, and I think that's the key I'm, being Marshall Falk. Yeah, right? yeah. But with the play action, I mean, with, with because of Gurley and all that play action, then it makes Woods a better receiver and makes the speed absolutely. And that's they're going to get favorable looks, and that's what makes them dangerous. I just, and all I'm trying to say is I don't think they are take over the game type of talents like an Antonio Brown, which mm. I mean, obviously that he's the best receiver in football. So. Um, they're actually pretty mediocre in the red zone, which is shocking because Todd Gurley has something like 11 red zone touchdowns. Like, it seems like, you know, we've been saying all year, like, oh, the Rams figured it out. Give it to Gurley in the red zone. They only score 57% of the time in the red zone, which is 18th in the league. And it's been a problem for them in the games that they've lost. They lost to Philly in part because they couldn't score touchdowns when they got down there. They only scored 23 in that game. Um, you know, I'd be interested in knowing, and I'm not saying you have to know right now, but I'd be interested. You might be. You I'm well. Just okay, go. Ask, no, ask the question. Well, the question was going to be: I wonder if how, where they rank in the league as far as touchdowns outside the red zone. Like, how often are they getting? Where well, they're not even in the red zone, they're scoring from mm-hmm. 30. They're scoring from well, the 40. They have those long touchdowns, so it's not. It's clearly, it doesn't even matter actually, if they're batting the red zone. Right. They're still making it uh, happen. They're scoring a bunch of points. Our our line of thinking is the same, okay. but you're not. You're close, but you're not quite there. Right. You're right. The the thing is, is this is insane. They get to the red zone 44% of the time they have the ball. Oh, Every other drive, <laughs> every other drive they get to the red zone, which is best in the league by like a significant. I was going to say, is there anybody even close I to that? I think the next best team is like 37%. Or they get is to the red zone 44% of the, percent of the time. Every other time they touch the ball, they get inside the opponent's 20-yard line. So even if they suck in the red zone, it doesn't matter because they get down there so much, they still wind up mm-hmm. with a lot of points and a lot of opportunities to score. Hold on. A lot of this has to do with the defense that they have and they get 30 turnovers which is we'll talk about that tomorrow that ranks third in the league mm-hmm. I, I guarantee you a lot of those are turnovers that are down in the red zone and they, they've, yeah. they've had some starting field position probably favorable which helps that i'm not saying that they don't they're not good at driving no that's a good point defense is helping them yeah get the ball in short field sometimes but I, you know i feel like we i definitely highlight it every week but that's it's what the Cowboys do well is red zone defense. That's really their calling card. Like yeah. they don't force a lot of takeaways, at least not in the grand scheme of the league. Yeah. They don't, you know, they don't, you know, you're not going, they're not getting three and out all the time. And they buckle down in the red zone. So they're probably going to have to do it this week. I would guess, I would guess the Rams are going to be down there a few times. And it's just about how you respond to that. 44. I mean, when I read <laughs> that, I was, number. yeah, I'm glad that resonated. I wonder where that ranks like in the history of the NFL. <laughs> that seems know. extraordinarily high, but there is shook. Um, <laughs> shook. 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 I really think this all comes down to Todd Gurley. Shocking analysis. I know. Um, <laughs> Great stuff. I know just really hard hitting stuff, but I mean, he hasn't played since the 16th since <laughs> Since December 2nd, he's got 23 carries for 76 yards, mm. which is kind of amazing when you think about he's still finished, what, second in, or third yeah. in the league in rushing. I mean, he was right there in the mix. Well, what exactly was his injury? I know it was to his knee, but his, was it a sprain? Like, 
I partial tear. Like, uh, do we know not, about I don't it? think he tore. I think it was like a sprained MCL or something like that. Okay. I don't have the specifics. I'm okay. sorry. Um, but he, I mean, it has been, he has sort of been shut down since December, which has been fine for them because they, you know, they were already in the playoffs on December 2nd, probably. Um, but obviously they want to run the ball. They're really good at running the ball. They average 130 yards a game. So, and, and the Cowboys pride themselves on their run defense. So obviously it's big in that regard. But again, that's the Rams. That's like their whole reason for being is to play fake, set up girly and use that to give Goff time and space to work with. And if they can't do it, I I don't I don't trust him straight up. I don't trust Goff to put the team on his back, hmm. so to speak. All right. Um, well, here is a question from Twitter. Were you done? Sorry. I well, I think this will be interesting for Derek. I think we've talked about it at times over the season, but you know, we talk about all the, you know, jumbo personnel and 12 personnel. The Rams have run 96% of their offensive plays out of 11 personnel. Like Sean, which Sean McVay is just like, "Nope, this is what we're good at and this is what we're going to do." And I just think that's refreshing. So, you know, uh, Tyler Higby and Gerald Everett are their tight ends and they'll have a role to play, but like, it's all about their It's uh, Robert Woods, Brandon cooks. And now that cup is gone, it's Josh Reynolds, second year player out of a and He's their He's their deep guy. He averages like 16 yards per catch. It's those three guys and Gurley, And you're probably, they're not going to vary it other than that. So in like, other words, Sean Lee, Probably is not going to get a lot of snaps this week either because they're Good probably point. not. They're probably going to be a nickel pretty much the entire game. Nickel and and maybe even some dime depending on how they want to do it. But yeah, yes, you're right. So yeah. all right, well, let's go ahead and take our final break. And when we come back, we'll hit up all these questions that you guys are sending us at Cowboys Break on Twitter. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. It's time for tailgate with the Otterbox boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the Crock-Pot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True. They even come in seven different sizes, up to 64 ounce. The Growler. Hmm. I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their Elevation Tumblers at otterbox.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. 
A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Back to the break. You know, we have been to the Coliseum, I think, two the last two years. Two, uh, or two of the last two three Two of the last years, three, not this year. Uh, for preseason games. Do we think that that's going to be the same atmosphere as what we'll have Saturday night? No. Why? Because it's the playoffs. and right. there's a big mean, difference there. Yeah. That difference is the same difference when you go and you get your Michael Jordan underwear over here or Tommy John. The difference between the regular underwear and Tommy John underwear is the difference between a preseason game and a playoff game. It's just better, just more intense, just covers more bases. Never TommyJohn.com. Intense underwear? Never heard underwear described as intense. <laughs> it is. Extras. I will say. It I like is. the idea of intense underwear. It is. It's intense. The the atmosphere in the 2016 game between like it was the Rams' first game back in LA and it was the Cowboys and all preseason. Yeah, I mean it was it was a nice environment for a preseason game. It was, but it's not. This is going to be a few levels up. So that other underwear is nice and good, but which is part of the package that it covers. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. You get 20 percent off your first order. It's the difference between regular game. Playoff. I got a question for you guys. I I can't remember. Um, is this the stadium where we had to walk? Yeah, up we have to walk ninety. Stairs? Ninety. Okay, so Tommy John. Good day. Good to day wear. to wear some Tommy. Good day John. Wait, to wear. right. It is that stadium. I think yes, it's that stadium. Oh my god! You remember that? Yeah, you we had to walk to all the way up. Yeah, you don't. Well, ninety. You don't. You guys went the wrong way because there's stairs on the outside of the facade that you have to take up, but you don't have to do that. There's an elevator through the stands. Too. Like we went well, through the stands. Yes, and walked all. I the had way to up. pause at one point. Like literally pause, take a break. Okay. I caught you one time when you actually fell backwards. Like <laughs> it was. It was a lot. You don't have to go that way. But okay, yes. good. Yeah. So. All right. Well, you talked about girly. We know what Z can do. So here's a question between these two guys. If you were a defensive coordinator, which of these two scares you the most of what they can do on the field for this upcoming Gurley or who? Zeke. Oh. You know, Between the Cowboys and... and that, that is the not an easy question to answer because of the style that they play. And, yeah. and if you had big guys up front, uh, if, you, if that was the kind of defense you had playing like a 4-3, and, and you had... I would, I would think it would be, you know... Harder to go up against Gurley because of the, you know, but you, if you had the speedy linebackers and stuff like that. But because it, Zeke is tough in between the tackles, Gurley kind of gets you all over the place. Um, but to answer the question, I, I would say probably Gurley would be a little tougher. Maybe. I think it's Gurley and I think it's mainly, but I just, it's the scheme. It's the scheme that he plays in. I think they accentuate his strengths a little bit better than the Cowboys do. I've said that a million times. I mean, Zeke had 72 catches or 77 catches and he's been amazing. I still, I think there's ways to utilize him even better. I, you know, against the Cowboys, I think about how they sent Gurley down the seam and split the safeties and turned that game on its head. You know, what was that, like a 55-yard touchdown or a 40-yard yeah. touchdown? You don't see 
Zeke doesn't do stuff like that, and I know for a fact it's not like his. It's not that he can't. Right. It's the scheme and the coaching, and so. Yeah, I think, I, I think Gurley is the answer, but I don't think it's because he's definitively better than mm-hmm. Zeke. I think if you flip these two guys, like yes. you put Zeke in L.A., he'd be doing the same stuff. A hundred percent. So I, I, I think these are evenly matched running backs. I think they have a lot of the same similar similar traits um, and characteristics. So I don't really see that there's a Hold just on. more of, of how they use it. It's how they use them. The you the you said you think Zeke would do that in L.A. You didn't finish. Do you think? Gurley yes, I think Gurley could do the exact same things that Zeke does here. I, yeah. I really I'm do. Sure. I'm not, and I I'm not too. sure. I don't watch him play as much. I know he's dynamic, and I know people. A lot of people play fantasy football, and so therefore he is great to have there. I, I get it, but sometimes you can forget that on third and one, when the play isn't up there, but your legs just bulldozed your way. Mm-hmm. To that first down. Early's not a little dude. I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying I, I don't. He's not like Zeke. I don't. I don't see. I think that they are both. I think they both have the same combination of speed, ability to catch, um, ability to 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 run and run strong. Like I've seen. I've seen Gurley both some guys. Both okay, some guys third over. and one. Who are you giving the ball to? But you just said it, Nick. One. That's my point. You I'm said you one. don't. You haven't watched him a lot, so you wouldn't really know. Like, you would not have a fair comparison between these two guys of what they can do in that scenario. Why'd you ask the question then? Okay, it wasn't that specific. We're, we moved on to another part All of right. it, but... I right. think I think that they could both do the other I one's agree. job yeah. perfectly. I think, yeah. I think. Ty. <laughs> it's Ty. Honestly, Ty. It's, yeah, you're, you're splitting hairs, and I mean, that's not what you want to hear in this hot take society, but, like, they're both pretty damn good. Sorry. News well, I think the, the good way to look at it is what you said. Just looking at how each team uses them and what scheme they use, that's a better way as far as you being, let's say, quote-unquote, what this person asked, a defensive coordinator, then you would care more about what they they are doing in and, you LA. Know, it's And I'm not the, – the Cowboys are not as good on offense as the Rams are, obviously, but it has not been – in the time that Zeke's been here, even when their offense was much better, it's not their M.O. to zip up and down the field either. That's not the way they want to play, yeah. so – all right, here's another question, and we'll get into the Rams' defense and what they're doing tomorrow, but do you guys think that the Cowboys should put Cooper in the slot in some plays versus the Rams? I like moving Cooper all around. I mean, and I think he can do it. I think anything you ask him to do, he can probably do it. So especially if you've got some issues now where you're worried about the health and how much you're going to be able to use guys like Cole and Tavon and obviously Hearns being out. I actually think that the more you can do with him to move him around so teams can't get a beat on him being in one spot is better. And so, yeah, I would definitely do that if, if I were making the decisions. Well, the the thing is that you have to worry about is is are you making your offense better by doing it because – you know, when he's on the outside, you know pretty much where Cole is going to be or Austin, you know, if they're going to out there as, as slot guys. Those, they're not really that great on the outside, especially Beasley. So by whatever you gain by putting Cooper in there, are you giving something up by Beasley on the outside? Yeah, I think the thing to consider there is how is the defense going to play you if you move him into the slot? Are they going to travel a guy with him? Or are you now going to get their third best cornerback if you put him in the slot. And if that's the case, yeah. it doesn't matter who you put on the outside. The fact is he's getting a favorable matchup, especially if they're going to play man against him like sure. that. So it's all a chess game, right? You're, yeah. you're trying to doing what you're doing, and you're seeing how they're responding to it, and then you're making adjustments yeah. off of it. That's the thing about having Beasley is that, you know, he, you you kind of know where he's going to be, at least where he's going to start out in the middle of the field. But 
Uh, you know, Tavon's not really that way because Tavon's got the speed. We've seen a couple times, not a lot, but we've seen that he goes vertical. I have a feeling he's going to ask for some of those this game. He's ready. He's going to yeah, be ready. I, I'm, I'm hoping this is that game. You know, I've been saying all year, there's going to be a game at some point you're going to look back at and it's going to be like, yeah, that was the Tavon game because that's why you get him. This he's is not going to be every week. Like, he's not that yeah. kind of player. But my hope is that there's going to be one or two times in a season where you're like, that was a game where they won that game because of Tavon Austin. And we saw flashes of it last week. That's the kind of difference he can make on, especially on special teams. He can make a difference because he can take a play that now is just going to be a, a fair catch in some instances, and he turns that into a touchdown. So yeah. I, I, that's what I think they need from him is they need those kind of catalytic plays. What a story. That'd be you know, if he be gets a, a punt return for a touchdown in yeah. this game. That would Amazing. be nice. All right. Do you guys think that the Cowboys will blitz on third down, kind of similar to what they did against Seattle? Uh, that's different because Carson is or Penny or whoever they got is not girly. And that's what when you have backs like that, that catch out of the backfield, it's tougher to blitz because – they do have okay. Send seven guys. Watch this. I just dumped it over their head. Yes, to, to they go. they like they like the screen, right? They so do I, it's a different type of you know different type of situation for sure. Um, we say it all the time. Third down, yeah, you blitz twice in a row, and then on the third one, you you don't you you play a prevent defense. I mean, you're just trying to confuse Goff as as good as he is, as talented as he is, as Dave said, he's still young. I mean, he's a young quarterback. I'm interested though. It's funny. Um, you know, NFL all NFL players like they there's a one sentence scouting report that every fan can regurgitate. You know, and the line to this point in Goff's career is that if you get in his face, he's gonna fold. That's the perception, at least. Jason Garrett said today that the thing that stood out to him the most during his college evaluation is how well he delivers the ball under pressure. Like he's not afraid to step up into a rush and throw <laughs> a really pretty ball. And though obviously those two things contradict each other pretty well. So, you know what, we've seen Goff once really in a meaningful game. So I'm I'm interested to see which of the two of those is true. Because uh, like I said, I mean, I said I don't trust him. I ha You know, Dak Prescott has 15 fourth quarter comebacks. How many does Jared Goff have? And obviously a lot of that's because they're comfortably ahead by the fourth yeah, quarter. Dak, a lot of yeah, they're, Dak they're scoring 44% of the time so, when they get in the red zone. That, that happens sometimes. <laughs> I mean, Jake Plummer used to do it all the time. I mean, I don't know if you even... Yeah, I remember Jake but Plummer. I'm just saying... The snake? Yeah, those guys, Andy Dalton, Matthew Stafford, they have a lot of comebacks because they're the ones that are put their team down. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, <laughs> Dax, it's kind of a backhanded comment. Well, I'm just saying, will, there's some I, of Dax's work there. But I will. Sorry, Roger Staubach, the captain of comeback. <laughs> but I mean, sometimes it happens. I, but that's, that's a fair point. But I mean, Drew Brees and Russell Wilson have spent a lot of their careers comfortably ahead, too. But they have track records of coming through when they need to. I know. So. I'm not saying Jared Goff can't do it, but I am not familiar with that. And so I'm curious if, if the Cowboys can make a game of this and smack him around a little bit. Is he up to that challenge? I, I don't know. I really don't. I mean, you think mm. about a guy like Aaron Rodgers. He's made a living off the fact that you get to that 137 left in the game. They get the ball. They're down by three. No. Don't and know. he's going to win. Like, don't know nothing about that. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, that's, so, yeah, you could say that they have a little part in it, but there is still something to – just knowing when you get the ball with a little bit of time left and you're down, if you got a quarterback that can deliver, yeah. it matters. It matters in the NFL. And that's I don't want to I don't want to give too much away because I'm writing about it later this week. But like I just 
this is a real fun matchup in terms of narratives. Because, I mean, the narrative for a year and a half is that Sean McVay has revolutionized the world of football and, and you know the world that ever every world he's going to solve he's going to solve the crisis in the Worldwide. middle east yeah. and everything like all that he's going to everything but if he loses this game then he's 24 and five, 24 and 8 in the regular season with two one and duns in the playoffs yeah. like how does that when look he, all when of he a had sudden? a bye when he had a bye yeah no he, this, well, he this didn't year. have no this, this year when he's had a bye either way yeah both of his teams that were so good in the regular season that, that would, got home games yeah, that would wouldn't have lost. look good for him. Whereas, mean, and I mean, to be, you know, I'm, I want to be objective. You can say the same thing about Jason Garrett. If yeah. he wins this game, he's the guy that got the Cowboys back to the game that they hadn't been to in 20 years. And if he loses, then he's 0-3 in the divisional that's round. More the same. Yeah. And he's a choke artist. And that that's not me saying There's that. A that's a lot on the, the line for these teams outside of yeah. just the win. Huge. Who do you Got think it. it would be more excited about their team winning? Tavon Austin. Yeah. Or Wade Phillips. I mean, they they will dance differently <laughs> after the game. I, I would like to think, but Wade, I would think w- about. It I would like to think that Wade Phillips has kind of made it peace with what happened here. Like, think if about he's how many still, he's been on, yeah, he's been fired from. Like, not only that, a lot of those targets around the he league. He won. Right? A, he won a Super Bowl with with yeah. one of the Cowboys' best players. Like. Right. If he's still that bitter he about it, I, no, I, I get that part. It's been there's been some time, but that guy over there, Jason Garrett, is the guy that was on his staff. Oh, sure. And now all of a sudden, when it went down, he got to be the head coach. I think it's Tavon. I, I think it's Tavon. I, it's still fresh for Tavon. Don't That's get me wrong. Well, Wade has had years of kind of dealing with that. This is fresh. They give you that fist pump. I'm sure part of part of Wade will always be happy to beat the Cowboys, but like Tavon, it it's hadn't definitely even... a different kind of satisfaction. But I would go with the coaching. Part. I would I, say Tavon because it just hasn't even been a year since they yeah. shipped yeah. him away, and yeah. he's you know and he's, he's a, a first round pick, top You're ten right. pick that hasn't lived up to this the billing. This is the first time he's getting. And I guess to Wade does this every week. Try to prove right? that what I bet every week Wade. Yeah, that's what <laughs> How many times has he coached there too? Yeah, yeah. Surprise. <laughs> All right. Oh, dang. We're done. We are done. We ran out of time. We'll be back tomorrow, though. We'll keep answering some of y'all's questions. That you, and thank you guys for sending those in. And Dave will give a scouting report on the Rams defense tomorrow. So Aaron Donald, he's good. Good player. <laughs> he's all right. He's all right. For a long time. <laughs> for Derek Eagleton, Nicky Mint, David Hellman, Amber Garcia, this has been The Break on DallasCowboys.com Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys?